Um, why don't we start by just standing together and um, opening with a time of prayer before we rejoice and worship the Lord together. Father, we're very grateful for this opportunity to gather together as your children in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Father, we thank you, God, for the gift of salvation, the gift of life, and the forgiveness of sins. Father, that you're a God who gives us life and life abundantly in you. And Father, that you restore and you reconcile, and God, you conquer all on our behalf. So Lord, as we reflect on your goodness and your kindness and your great love for us, I pray, God, that our hearts would be filled with joy as we anticipate the time of celebrating tomorrow the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we pray these things in his holy and precious name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord. Merry Christmas. breaks the power of sin and darkness, whose love is mighty and so much stronger, the King of glory, the King of love all things. Who shakes the whole with holy Oh, 
praise and the glory, Lord, and we celebrate Jesus coming as our incarnation and um, coming to save us, Lord, and so we celebrate you tonight, Lord, we recognize the, the true meaning of the season, and Lord, we worship you, and God, just be with us tonight, God, in your name, Jesus, amen. amen. Why don't you guys take a couple minutes, turn around, and say Merry Christmas to someone. Well, welcome to Livingstone Calvary Chapel. I'm glad that you guys are able to be here with us this evening. And uh, for you all who are visiting, friends and family and relatives, and you get to be a part of our service, uh, welcome you, um, and we're glad that you're here. Uh, just a couple announcements. The, the, um, this service, we, we want all the families to be together, so we have all the kiddos in with us. So if you have a little guy and they get a little crazy, that's okay. We expect it, so don't feel like you got to run out of here or, or do that. Um, we want you to be together, and so, Charlie, if you get a little loud, it's okay. <laughs> and um, the other announcement that I just want to mention to you in your bulletins, the reason we pass out bulletins today is because we're going to be having a New Year's Eve party, and it's kind of late notice, but we wanted you all to know and to be invited and it's going to be um, at 7 o'clock to midnight, and it's going to be at the Bridge Youth Center. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, um, and that's at 310 Main Street, and that'll be uh, uh, open to our church congregation and your family and your friends to come down there with all the kids. It'll be uh, an opportunity for the kids to have a place to play and, and for us to fellowship and to and to eat food, of course. So bring an appetizer uh, to share, please, uh, a dessert or um, those little sausages with the, you know, some Swedish meatballs, something like that. So uh, Italian cookies, um, pumpkin, rolls. pumpkin rolls, so 
Will you guys uh, please join with me in opening the Word of God to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1 and chapter 2. Now we're going to read two passages of Scripture this evening, um, starting with uh, Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38, and then if you'll turn the page from there, we'll read chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. It says in verse 26 that it was in the sixth month that the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, who was of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel Gabriel, or the the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great, and he will be called the son of the highest And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he'll reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I have not known a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And now this is the sixth month for, who, for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And then over to chapter 2, verse 1, it says, It says, It came to pass in those days that there was a decree that was sent out from Caesar Augustus, that all the world should be registered. In this census, it first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with, registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with a child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth a firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in that same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over the flocks, in the night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Behold, I bring you glad tidings, or good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. 
And this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on the earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all of those heard it, who heard it, they marveled at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. As you guys know, as we well know, Christmas is a day of wonder. It's filled with good food, wrapped presents, and time spent with those we love. It's a day of celebration. I think that... Many of you probably look forward to well too soon before you should. Like right after Halloween, Christmas music starts getting played. But we all look forward to it because it brings good memories. It reminds us not only of our, of our own childhood and the, the times when we waited anticipation for Christmas morning, but it reminds us as believers of the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, of the wonderful gift of God. And in light of this, my prayer this evening is, is that these words which we have read, that they would fill our hearts, that they would penetrate into our minds, so that we may not ever forget the reason for why we celebrate, and so that we also may give God glory and praise, just like the shepherds who saw the baby, Jesus lying in the manger on that first Christmas day some 2,000 years ago. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for this historic account that was written um, by, the gospel, by, by Luke through your Holy Spirit that tells of the wonder of you coming into our world and into our lives to save us and to redeem us. I pray, Father, that if there's anyone here, God, who is, who's in doubt, or who has fear, who is struggling, Lord, with the concerns and cares of this life. I pray, God, that you would speak supernaturally to them this evening. Peace and comfort and truth, God, that you would speak assurance. Not only of the truths that are written here in your word, Lord, but the assurance that you love them. And that you came as a babe in a manger to hang on upon a cross for them and God, that for those of us who know you, God, please remind us in this wonderful time of year that there's nothing that can separate us from the love that you have for us. Father, we love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you look back with me to Luke chapter 1, the first part that we read through, I want to point out as we go through the study tonight and look at these verses that there are three important things about Jesus in this text in regards to his to his name, in relationship to his name, which gives us 
clear reasons for why we can praise and glorify and worship God, not only this evening together, but tomorrow as we spend time with one another and eat the good food and open the presents. And, 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 and if we look here, first of all, we see that when the angel Gabriel told Mary in those verses 31 through 35 that she would conceive and bring forth a son, the angel Gabriel, he identified who this son would be with three important titles. This was no ordinary child that Mary was going to give birth to and in no ordinary way. And first he said in, 30, in verse 31 that he shall be named Jesus. And then in verse 32 he said he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And then lastly in verse 35 he said he shall be called the Son of God. And in addition to this we also see that with each one of these titles, if you'll notice there with me in the text, that the angel Gabriel made three specific decrees in relationship to the name or the title that he spoke about this babe that was to be born. Saying first he will be great saying he will reign forever, and lastly, that he is the Holy One. And these three titles, along with their declarations, are important because what they do is they help us to understand the fullness of the wonderful gift that God has given to us. You know, who has presents under their tree? Or do you guys, you wait for Sunday, for Christmas morning? Well, we have presents under our tree, and, and, and um, what, what we're trying to do this evening is, is, is unwrap the package. You know, sometimes we pick up those packages when no one's looking and they're wrapped, and we shake them. You do that. You, you squeeze them to fill them to get an idea, maybe even smell them to see what might be in them. But we never really get a full understanding of what's in that until that morning. With great anticipations, we go there with our kids or with our, with our parents and we unwrap those presents and we see what's inside. And the angel Gabriel was telling Mary, he was declaring to us, even still today, this gift of Jesus Christ, who he is, what he is. And the first thing that angel Gabriel had said to Mary about the babe that she would give birth to was, if you look there, he says, you shall call his name Jesus and he will be great. And in verse 31, you'll notice if you have your Bible still open that the words there, the letters there for Jesus, they're all capital letters. And this is because it's a reference to a title and not just a name. And the name slash title of Jesus is translated from a Hebrew word called Yeshua which literally means the Savior. And so what we're being told is that this gift of God, Mary's baby, Jesus, he would not just possess the name of Yahshua, <clears throat> rather he would own the title. It was the title given to him, Yahshua, the Yeshua, the Savior. Because Jesus is, because Jesus is, or because Jesus, Mary's babe, he was to be and is the Messiah. The one who had been promised long ago to the nation of Israel, from whom we're told that all the other nations of the world would be blessed. 
And so with this, when we look to Luke chapter 2, if you look over to the second passage we read, specifically to verse 11, we also read about the angel, also Gabriel, who appeared to the shepherds in the field to bring them these glad tidings of good joy or of great joy. He told them that the child that was to be born in Bethlehem is the Savior who is Christ the Lord. In this word, Christ is translated also from the, from the Hebrew word Hamashiach, which literally means God's anointed one, the Christ. Yeshua Hamashiach. And as you well know, when people make reference to Jesus, they often call him Jesus Christ as if Jesus is his first name and Christ is his last name. But of course, Jesus' last name is not Christ. On the contrary, Jesus, what we're being told here, he is the Christ. Yahshua is the Christ. The Savior is the anointed one of God. The Yahshua HaMashiach, the Savior of Jehovah God. And in light of this, we understand that the baby who was born to Mary 2,000 years ago, he was anointed for greatness, something special. Something that the world had never seen before. He was set apart as the anointed one of God for a divine purpose. And we know it was for the purpose of saving. Saving mankind from the bondage of sin and the penalty of death that is attached to our sin. Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament, thousands of years, or at least hundreds of years, sorry, before before Jesus was born, he prophesied about this Yahshua, this Savior. And he said this, he said, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Guys, the bottom line is, as we look at this package of Jesus, we have to see that that Jesus Christ is great as Gabriel declared in light of the title that he wears and who he is because Jesus, Yahshua HaMashiach, is great because he humbly went to the cross and gave his life on it for us. And in doing so, the Bible tells us that this Jesus, he brings peace between, between God and man. And he brings peace into the hearts of those who believe in him. And for this, we must glorify God. We must. There's no other response. We must praise him. In fact, the salvation of God, which is such a wonderfully amazing thing, that even the Bible says that the angels, it's so wonderful and it's so amazing, it says that even the angels who are in the heavens, they look down upon what God's doing here, the Savior saving, just to see it. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 10-12, through 12, it says this, listen, it says, Of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched carefully, who prophesy of the grace that would come to you. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them. Indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of the Christ and the glories that would follow. To them it was revealed that not to themselves but to us they were ministering to the things which now have been reported to you. Through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. He says all of these things which the angels desire to look into. (coughs) 
And this is exactly what all the angels in heaven were doing that very night when Jesus was born. They were looking into the salvation that God had planned. They were looking at the Savior. And when the angel Gabriel officially declared this good news of the Messiah's birth to those shepherds in the field, we see that all the other angels in heaven who were looking into it, they could not contain themselves as they looked on, as they heard the declaration of the birth of our Savior. And if you look there in chapter 2, verse 13, it says, And suddenly there was a heavenly celebration with a multitude of angels praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. And so this evening as we remember Jesus, as we remember our Yahshua, the Hamashiach, who came to bring peace and forgiveness, may we celebrate together by praising God and glorifying Him, singing, Angels We Have Heard on High. Angels we have heard on high Sweetly singing
continue on the next set of verses verses 20 32 and 33 we're also told that Jesus that he would be called the son of the highest and that the Lord God would give him the throne of his father David and he would reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there would be no end this, this title, the son of the highest and this declaration that he would reign forever this is the second and these things are given to us and they're made about Jesus in order to point out the fact that this anointed Savior of ours, the Yahshua, the Hamashiach, is telling us this, that He's the Lord of Lords and He is the King of Kings. The Lord of Lords and the King of Kings whose throne and kingdom is the highest. In other words, there's none with any greater power, none with any greater authority. And this is because Jesus is the son of the highest. Therefore, the throne, his throne is an everlasting throne whose dominion is over an everlasting kingdom. And we know that by Jesus' death, by his death, that he was able to bring peace, as I already mentioned, between man and God. And he places peace into the hearts of those who believe in him, those who confess Jesus to be their Lord. However, Scripture also tells us that Jesus is this. He's the Prince of Peace. Who is returning to this earth. He's coming again. And when he comes again, the Bible says, as the Prince of Peace, he's going to set up his kingdom, his throne forever. At that time, he'll reign over all of the earth and over every nation as the Lord who brings this peace upon all the earth. And we consider peace, this word, and, and what it means during the holiday season. I think you've all heard it said, or people say that, that, that peace on earth is what they would like. Without a doubt, this is a great thing to ask for and even a better thing to pray for. But sadly, this request for peace that is made by so many is made with no true understanding that one day it will become a reality. More than just a hopeful expectation. Yet the Word of God clearly tells us that there is a day coming, a day when there will be no more wars, a day when we all have one ruler, a ruler who will reign, the Bible says, in justice with righteousness and faithfulness. A ruler who will reign forever, whose kingdom will not end. A king like no other kings, to whom every knee, the Bible says, will bow and every tongue will confess Jesus to be Lord. And Jesus, the son of the highest, he is this king, the angel Gabriel declares. He is this king who reigns forever. And we who call ourselves Christians, we have given him that authority over our lives as our Lord. And he has brought as a result that peace even now into our hearts. But one day soon, because of the power and authority that God says he has given to him, 
We know that Jesus will return to this earth in order to defeat every evil, all evil, and to establish his everlasting kingdom and to bring this justice and this peace that all are asking and praying for. In light of this, I would encourage you to remember and celebrate tomorrow on Christmas Day the fact that we've been given, we, we've been given a Savior, the Anointed One of God, but we've been given a righteous and faithful King, the King of Kings, whose return is very near. Jesus, the Son of the Highest, whose kingdom will have no end, but this evening, together, may we again rejoice and lift our voices in praise And hail Jesus, that heavenly-born Prince of Peace, and sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. verse in verse 35 to draw our attention to in regards to these titles and declarations. We see that the angel Gabriel also said that the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. It all hinges on this. He who would be born would be called the Son of God. 
the Holy One, the Son of God. This is the last title was given to Jesus, and it's his seal of authenticity. In other words, this title, it's a mark. A mark of identification which clearly and profoundly proclaims Jesus to be the only begotten, eternal Son of God who was, who is, and who is to come. Who came down from heaven in order to dwell with mankind. It's mind-blowing. And the truth is, this truth is it's detailed for us in, in, a, in a very profound and unique way in the Gospel of John where it first says in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Did you get that? In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, through the word who was God. And without him, nothing was made that was made. And then a little bit further on, the apostle John, he goes on, he says in verse 14, and he says, and that word became flesh. The word who was God became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. See, Jesus is what we refer to as the second person of a triune God. He is God in the flesh, the Emmanuel. God with us. He is literally the great I am who came into his creation, his creation, to give us the gift of grace. And it's an amazing thing that our Creator. God, the great I am, the only begotten Son of God, humbly came to us as a human child so that we could, the Bible says, know Him, so we could behold Him, and so that we could be restored back to Him. This is the miracle that is attached to our Christmas day. And one of the many great things about Jesus is that he reveals to us the very attributes of God, the person of God. And it's through Jesus that we understand the depth of God's love for us. We understand through Jesus the holiness of God is manifested to us. Through Jesus, the power of God is revealed to us. And through Jesus, we know this. We know that God, our God, is a God of grace, a God of mercy, and a God who forgives. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, it says, God, who at various times and in various ways, in times past, he spoke to our fathers by the prophets. Yet, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the very image, expressed image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he himself had purged, his, purged our sins, that he then sat down at the right hand of his Father on majesty, the majesty on high. Guys, Jesus is God in the flesh. And while he was here, he walked on water. He gave sight to the blind. 
He calmed the storms with the very command of his voice. He raised the dead back to life. He proved to us he is the Lord of all the creation and that he is the great I am. So may we once again lift our voices in praise to the Holy One, the Son of God, and this time sing together this song, Mary, Did You Know?
as we come to a conclusion, I want to I want to point out something that's true that you guys know, and it's that you know what most of the world's okay with the baby Jesus who lies in a manger, but take that same baby whom the shepherds found lying in the manger, and you fast forward thirty years. We have a completely different picture, don't we? A picture that quickly becomes a thing of offense to the world. Now Jesus is hanging on the cross. The nails are in his hands. There's a nail in his feet. There's a crown of thorns driven into his head and a spear wound in his side. And sadly, this is what the world rejects. Yet this is where we see the love of God being poured out to save us. This is what God desires for us to see with our very own eyes. And the cross is the proof of God's love to us. And it's a love that settles in our heart what His Word says to be true. And God's Word tells us that if you believe in your heart, and that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord, the very Son of God, who takes away your sins, then you too will be forgiven and saved from the eternal death that you deserve. I have to, I have to say this because the cross cannot be separated from the manger, and the manger cannot be separated from the cross. It's where we receive God's grace and love and the sacrifice that Jesus made as He hung on the cross. It gives us that assurance when we look to it and see that He's no longer there upon it. It assures us that we've had our sins forgiven and it gives us that hope, that blessed hope of eternal life. So as we close, I want to point out And if you look there at the very end verse in chapter 2 that we read in verse 20, it tells us that when the shepherds returned from their encounter with this infant child, the Son of God, the Yeshua, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, they celebrated by glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and they had seen. And without a doubt, I'm here to tell you, as many of you know, that meeting and knowing Jesus... It will change your life. And it will fill you and give you many reasons to celebrate. And I pray that tomorrow that we may all celebrate Christmas by glorifying and praising God for giving us this wonderful gift, Jesus, who is the great Savior, the everlasting King of Kings, the Holy Son of God. I'm going to ask that you guys would stand. The ushers are going to come forward. They're going to light the candles on the persons on the outside of the aisle. And then if you guys will carefully light the candles of the person that are next to you, guys, if you want to go ahead and do that, we'll give them a minute to do so. Go ahead, Steve. Mike, go ahead. Paul? Who gave Paul a lighter? (laughs) And guys, we're going we're gonna to close tonight by singing a wonderful song, Silent Night, together. I'm going to pray first. 
as the, the ushers are, are lighting your candles. Keep your eyes open while I'm praying, though, if you've got a lit candle. Father, we thank you, God, for your son, Jesus. We thank you so much for this Christmas season and this day tomorrow that we get to remember the wonderful gift that you've given us. So, Father, as we open the presents tomorrow, as we eat the food, as we spend time together with those we love on the phone, and we know, God, that many of us have loved ones that are far away, and, and we thank you, God, for technology where we can be with them even though we're apart. But as we do all these things, God, may we remember the greatest gift, your son, Jesus. Father, may that truth, may these truths and these words and and, and the knowledge, this gift that we've unwrapped together this evening that shows us the package, what's inside, and who you are and what you've done for us. Father, That may that stay in our hearts and in our minds, not only for the whole day tomorrow, God, but we pray that these truths would rest deep in us for this, this, this next upcoming year, for this 2017 year that is before us. Father, we expect great things from you. God, you always promise to give us exceedingly more than we ever deserve, than we ever hope for, or we could imagine. And Lord, as we know that you've came already once to this earth, we hang on to the promise that you're coming again. And Father, as we look at what's going on in Syria with enemy forces just outside of Damascus, and even the UN today making this declaration against your, your chosen people and against the nation of Israel, Father, it reminds us, and it gives us hope that you're coming back soon. And with that, Lord, we rejoice and we praise and we sing and we worship together tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Silent night,
May God richly bless you. May he keep you. And may his face shine upon you. Merry Christmas.